you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Fantasy Freaks and Geeks, what's up? It's NFL Fantasy Life Podcast you are listening to. I am James Coe. We got the full Fantasy Fortress in the building today. Alex Gelhard, the new television star, the whiz kid from Wisconsin, making his NFL Fantasy Live debut yesterday. Congratulations, pal. You were great. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, MG, my guy, Marcus Grant. We are joined by the franchise, Matt Franciscovich, and rocking a, um, what, a bandana? Yeah. You are rocking a bandana. <laughs> it's pretty stellar. It is stellar. One, uh, okay, first, Matt one, Harmon, one, he's wearing a bandana. Two, yes. the hair isn't like well, that's why. in full bloom. Yeah, well, look. In full bloom. <laughs> <laughs> full disclosure to the audience, I'm I'm in here on my day off because I'm dedicated to dedicated. the <laughs> brand. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, when I'm when I'm not, you know, on full fleek, you know, with with uh, with work and you know looking good, I throw the headband. <laughs> I'm working, looking good. Well, I, I, oh, I, I throw the headband on. Like I haven't showered, I haven't put any gel in my hair. I'm you see, know, that's a little TMI. I'm yeah, all yeah. natural. We don't baby. need that. We we don't need to know that. You guys couldn't smell that in there. Uh, no, but uh, he's going full hipster mode. Um, and what I've come to realize is that hipsters. Basically dressed like West Virginia. He also has a shirt. With, he also has a shirt with a mountain on. That's what right I'm now. saying. Yeah, it's that's a, what I'm saying. It's it's a a mountain, take he's the a road man. less traveled. It, it's it's a it's a long sleeve shirt. It's got a mountain on it. He's wearing red pants and he's got a bandana holding up his head. I'm it's, taking a picture of this to tweet out so that people can see. Very good exactly point. This I don't is, know if Harmon's uh, going to allow that. Oh, oh this is it. good. It's got this it for the good. brand. Uh, when, <laughs> it looks like he's here serving up organic coffee. <laughs> Look, they're talking fantasy football. I wish he was. It'd be better than the stuff they have here. <laughs> there, there are a lot of like life paths in my journey that I have forsaken um, <laughs> to end up here at the NFL. Okay, one of which was like leading some sort of radical revolutionary commune, commune and <laughs> channeling that today. There are a lot. There are a lot out there, and we can discuss those on on the other podcast. On the other podcast, the feelings podcast, <laughs> or, but, the, or the radicalism, or podcast. the radicalism political podcast. <laughs> but for now, we'll just stick. Uh, with I love it. We're going to talk about good and bad matchups today. We'll talk about uh, miracles that we are expecting down the stretch because oh maybe not expecting hoping for we're hoping for but holy cow what a game we saw yesterday we'll get to daily daps i hope we have time uh to get to a few of your <clears throat> mailbag questions uh top headlines and of course but uh let's start by reacting to this thursday night football game holy cow what what a game um what a game it was uh it was a slow moving first half uh, Green Bay's offense, I mean, literally, I, I won't say literally, but literally did nothing. 27-23, your final. Uh, Green Bay, if you went to sleep, I don't know, maybe like halfway through the third. You could have gone to sleep at halftime. It was 17-0. to zero. Yeah. yeah. But they got up they, 20 to nothing, yeah. Detroit did. 20 to nothing. And you're like, ah, this is, it's over, baby. Yeah. It's over. They put up this stat at halftime, uh, 
at halftime, Green Bay had 16 rush yards and 62 passing yards. Oh. You might, now, you might have thought it's over, but last night I was having dinner with a good friend of mine who, by chance, is a Lions fan. All right. When it was 17 to nothing, he looked at me and calmly said, they're going to lose. What? He said, they're, they're going to lose. Why would like, they I, lose? I, because he's a Lions fan. Uh, and he's I just, see. And so he's like, they're going to lose. I see. And as soon as Richard Rodgers came down in the end zone with that football at the end, he texted me just simply a smiley face emoji. Oh, <laughs> that is that's it's sad and that depressing that he would be up seventeen to nothing and the defense holding Green Bay to to nothing. All right, but fantasy wise, fran- I want to spin off of what Franchise said with their sixteen rushing yards. This backfield is now verging on like Washington, New York territory. What, what do you yeah. do? In like it's, shoulder it, it, shrug. What do you Name do? Name a three-headed monster last. Well, Starks and Lacey kind of. had f- combined fourteen attempts for nineteen yards Woo, because at first good. Lacey was in the doghouse to start because. McCarthy, yeah, why was he in the doghouse? McCarthy, McCarthy apparently I, there might have been something in practice, but he's also a coach that is like, oh, you fumbled, go sit on the bench. So then he put Lacey in the oh, doghouse, and then Starks fumbled. Thankfully, into the end zone, so Randall Cobb owners could get a touchdown. How random! Then he was, was in the doghouse. And then John Crockett, the undrafted free agent, was the one that looked the best out of all of them. So I had to look up John Crockett. Um, John Crockett is this guy's name. Did you get his 40 time? You know I did. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know I did. He ran a 4-6-2-40. He's got weird, he's got weird pro day results. A 4-6-2-40, which is just it's atrocious. Not, not fast. That is atrocious. Pretty but sure he, Lacey was faster than that. I think so, actually. Eddie Lacey, Eddie Lacey coming out of Alabama. Today? Dude, when he gets a full head of steam. Today? Is another Today? That's a lot of momentum going on. <laughs> I've been running for 20 yards. Uh, but he's got a weird pro day result, 4.6240. But he has a 40-inch vert. How is that possible? Damn. Wow. So he's got explosiveness, I mean, but he see, can't you see run that. fast. You could see that on his runs. I don't know. He's probably Anyways. Got, probably got accelerated. Uh, his nickname, by the way, is Taz. I like it. From North Dakota State, as in Tasmanian right. Devil. Right. I like it. Why do you need a nickname when your last name's Crockett? I, I don't know. I figured his nickname should have been Sonny. Sonny Crockett. I'm, I'm sure you're too Boom. young for no. that, Harmon. Shoo, right over my yeah. head. Uh, <laughs> Davey? Even if that came out last year, that might have gone over Harmon's head because he doesn't do anything other than serve organic coffee and watch tape on Allen Robinson. That's all he does. What, are you, what more do you need in that? <laughs> the, the, sad, true. the saddest part is that Aaron Rodgers led the team in rushing he yards. He did. He also led the team in passing yards. And another guy named Rogers led the team in receiving. Oh my so gosh! It Same was a Rogers, person. And Rogers and Rogers. All oh around. my god! Can, Can we I? talk about how uh, Galhar has Richard Gronkers? <laughs> I, was, on I was wondering if anybody would notice no. that. <laughs> there it is. I, Richard Gronkers. Oh, it's oh, all come in on. jest. It was all in jest. Come on. Eight catches out of eight targets. That is the. That's the anti Devonte Adams game. Yep. Yep. Um, one forty-six <laughs> in a touch. He got sixty-one of it <laughs> on the final play, a uh, hail mary, and it was so great too because uh, you know they knew the background of Richard Rodgers' dad uh, going to Cal as well, uh, having a big part in in the play. Uh, that crazy, the band is on the field play, and uh, and now his son also part of uh, one of these epic. Uh, that was apparently the longest like walk off touchdown in like NFL history, at least since like nineteen eighty three, as long as they can track stuff like that. Really? Sixty one wow. yards. Sixty one yards. Um it 
Man, the arm strength on Raw. I, mean, I know, we know about the amazing. arm strength, but holy cow, and also, that was like, amazing. I know it's like it's a hail mary, so it's like oh, it could be lucky, but he put that right where he wanted to, like seventy plus yards down the field. He seemed I, surprised that it actually reached the end zone, though. I well, he got an interview after. It was he in had there. a good running start. Yeah, he, he did. He got a he good did. running start, he and uh, you know it was like an outfielder, you know, making a throw from deep center field at that point. Yeah. yeah. If uh, uh-huh. and and they made a great point too. If uh, if Detroit had just contained. Um, and he couldn't get that running start. There's no way he could put it. He'd have to put more on a line, obviously. He could yeah. get it out there, but he'd have to put it more on a line. Right. Um, and it's the fact that the pressure came in, and then he escaped a sack, too. Yeah. Spun away, and then Good. took a crazy running start. What he does. Um, and, and you know the funny part about that, too? I was telling uh, Harmon uh, before the podcast started. It actually helps that Richard Rodgers was so slow. He was, like, lumbering down there. <laughs> he was, like, the yeah, last dude was- there. And then he's like, like, oh, hey, I'm going to go get this ball. He was at, like, the 20-yard line when Rodgers <laughs> let it go. So nobody knew he was even – just came under it like near. a dog chasing Yeah, it was, he was well, like, oh, it's in the air. Yeah, I better get down Guys, there. I think that was all part of the plan because right. they, all the Detroit Lions were like, we got to cover Devontae Adams right. in the end zone. Yes. <laughs> Here comes Richard oh, Rodgers, just boxes him out. And, yep. and by boxes, I mean Devontae Adams, not right. the Lions. Right, right. What a Perfect. catch, though. Oh, it was beautiful. Uh, Aaron Rodgers ended up <clears throat> 24 of 36 – uh, very efficient given that uh, he had a lot of drops and guys weren't getting open. and well, None of his wide receivers did anything. Nothing. Uh, no. 273 through the air. Not a lot of yardage, but uh, two touchdowns passing and, and a rush TD as well. And, man, that rush TD was pretty nice too, a 20-yarder. So, um, yeah, it, it was – it was a, what a weird fantasy day for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Just no a doubt. weird fantasy no day. No doubt. A 20-yard run and a 61-yard bomb. Uh, for touchdown as well, because what would he? So he would ended up with uh, about two ten through the air, if he didn't get that last touchdown. Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, yeah. Just the one, the one passing and one rushing touchdown. Twenty three. It would have been twenty three completions for two hundred and ten yards. That's not good. Not yeah. great. Not a great average. Uh, Matthew Stafford <clears throat> has continued his resurgence. Two twenty through the air, two touchdowns. I thought he looked pretty good. Solid day, and the, the Packers' defense has been playing a lot better of late. So, I mean, you know, Stafford's not going to be able to pick him apart like he did the Eagles, but he's becoming more of like a relatively safe floor play with the offense getting, you know, jiving under Jim Bob Cooter. I thought <clears throat> I thought he really um, looked pretty good back there, too, just slinging that ball around. I, I thought he tried to get the ball to his playmakers a lot more, too. Uh, Megatron, 44 yards and a touchdown. Gosh, he could have had one more, too. Could have had um, two more. Yeah, yeah he was close no, you're to right. Couple. Yeah, you're right. But that touchdown he caught was was Megatron esque. He just looks like a giant, like catching a pee out of the air. Like, <laughs> the way he just like it was so that, brilliant. He though. just picks the ball out of the air. Sam like Shields it. had good coverage on that too. And yeah, he did. No, yeah, he Megatron's like no. <laughs> nah. You're, yeah. I'm good. I'm, this is a touchdown. Uh, Golden Tate eight receptions, 63 yards. Still no touchdown uh, for him. <clears throat> and uh, Devontae Adams, Randall Cobb, Randall Cobb's touchdown. I mean, really? Yeah. Hey, man, Julio Jones got one like that. Fantasy owners will take it. Yeah. I mean, yep. really? I'm yep. actually – I play in a league where you don't get rewarded for those touchdowns. And H- like, how do you not? It's it was it's like a custom league where it's oh. like an individual stat that needed to be set at the beginning of the really? year that wasn't set. Yeah, and That's so weird. this guy who owns Cobb who was at the game last night was emailing us, and he was all mad about it. And oh. Well, <laughs> wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, real quick before we move on because we don't yeah. need to spend forever on this game. Uh, Abdullah looked good running looked the football, good. but they keep giving the GD football to Joyke Bell, know, who yeah. had eight rushes for five yards again. They or do. Even with Joe Lombardi gone, 
you know, former Saints coordinator, this is still like a, a frustrating three-way Saints sort of committee back in the day yeah. where they have Riddick is a great receiver out of the backfield. He no deserves doubt. his looks. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, they're going to make Stroik Bell in there, and that's just the way it is. And Abdullah's kind of that – he's not getting a lot of targets. He's only getting like 13 to 15 carries. So you're really expecting on a good day like like last night, 67 rushing yards. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'll tell you what's weird. They threw the ball to Joik tw- uh, Bell twice. They threw it to Amir Abdullah once. Yeah. That's odd. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, Theo Riddick got, uh, what is it, six targets, five catches, 27 yards, one carry for just four yards. Uh, Amir Abdullah, <clears throat> you're right, he did look good on the ground. 13 carries, 67 yards. He broke off that super long 36-yard uh, run, which I guess was the longest run of the season for yeah. the Detroit Yes, Lions. it was. Yeah. That is wow. sad. But yeah. starting-wise, I guess, like, w- unless we see Joyke Bell, like, go more to the sideline, you can't really start Amir Abdullah except in the deepest no. of leagues. and. Theoretical will still be a PPR start. He didn't have yeah. a yardage this, this game, but he still had five catches. Yeah. I will say, though, I thought um, Amir Abdullah made you feel better if you have him, like, in a dynasty league. True. Right? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Because there were – I think there were some weeks midway through the season where you just felt like giving up on this guy altogether. But at least last night gave you some hope that, that there is a future for him. It's yes. important to watch all these rookies down the stretch, and he's one of them that we're probably not interested in playing this year, but we want to look for next year as, you know – Breakout candidates for yeah. sure. Totally. Um, I, I do want to spend a little bit – I know we, we, we've – broken down this game to death but man we really do i think got to talk about what's going to move happen moving forward with this green bay um rushing attack eddie lacy what do you do with eddie lacy yeah i mean you can't this is the thing yeah shrug shrug you just shrug (laughs) you can't drop these guys because lacy like the the previous two weeks was the best player on the offense i agree and then then he gets put in the doghouse and he gets only five carries uh, you know, Starks, meanwhile, he has his upside, but then he also has frustrating runs and will fumble. So, like, the trouble is you can't drop any of these guys, but you can't start them next week either. So, Like, we, honestly, like, Aaron Rodgers is the only person in this offense I would start with any confidence the rest of the way. So, Oy. you know, we had – originally we had Shanahanigans. Okay. Then we moved to Bellatrix. Okay. Is this McCarthyism? <laughs> yes. just, with, the head, with the headband on. With the headband, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Marcus, well done. This is McCarthyism now. Down the stretch, they have Dallas, Oakland, Arizona, and then they finish with the Vikings. So Two of the four are good. Uh, yeah. Theoretically, the next two right. in Dallas and Oakland in the fantasy playoffs, Favorable again, match. theoretically, yeah, you could run You could run on those teams. Okay, I guess but what do you do? Just, I mean, do you, do, you tr- do you just say, you know what? Forget it. I'm playing Eddie Lacy. If he gets me nothing, he gets me nothing. But if he breaks off 20 points, he gets me 20 points. I don't he's, know. he's probably the one that you can do that with, with some com- with with a modicum of confidence. But it's just scary that he's at the point where he will be put in the doghouse. You know, like he's he was he's a feature back. He was a feature back. He's one of those guys now where you gotta worry like, oh, if he fumbles, is he not gonna see the field again? That's McCarthyism, man. <laughs> the hard truth. I mean, I think either one of these guys, right, Starks or Eddie Lacy, is at least flex consideration. There's yeah. no no doubt about it. Starks had 60 yards. If he gets a touchdown, it's a pretty good day for a flex guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie Lacy, it's golly, it's 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 just boom or bust. Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a guy that had 0.1 points yesterday. He's had a negative point uh, performance, and yet he's also sandwiched in somehow a couple of 18 point performances as well. Ah, what do you do with this guy? <laughs> it's McCarthyism. Let's just move on. Uh, <laughs> let's not uh, time. So rough. All right, All right, let's do top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news because 
I do want to apologize, by the way, uh, for Richard Rogers because uh, I think I came on the podcast on Tuesday and said, oh, Richard Rogers, I love Richard Rogers, but he's done. Well, we he's were talking done. about that. Yeah, we got Justin Perillo coming. He, he's making an impact. Uh, Andrew Corliss is, uh, is out there for Green Bay as well. Uh, forget it. Richard Rogers, Rip Rogers, he's done. You can't play him. Yeah, we all figured it was going to be coming more of a tight end by committee and then. Uh, welp, welp, welp. My bad. Uh, I apologize to those who benched uh, Richard Rodgers on my behest. Uh, anyways, top headlines. Uh, we start in Pittsburgh. Big Ben, Devontae Freeman, uh, cleared from concussion protocols. Uh, Devontae Freeman obviously plays for Atlanta, but, uh, you know, they played. The- so there you go. Uh, are you starting these guys? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yes. Sure. Yes. 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 All right. We'll move on. Good. How about uh, Tyler Eifert? He misses practice uh, again. It doesn't. I don't know. I, I would be surprised if he plays. They play Same. the Bengals, or excuse me, they play the Browns, the Bengals do, and uh, you got to think the coaching staff uh, feels confident about winning that game uh, without the services of Tyler Eifert. Yeah. Well, and they just don't want to risk him for the playoffs. This is right. a team that's going to be you know, in the mix, and uh, it's a neck injury, so it's also one you don't want to play Mess around with, yeah. although it's not supposed to be serious. But I, I, I'm going to guess he's not going to play. If Picking somebody up. Like Kyle Rudolph is a good streaming option. Kyle this week. A great streaming option. Uh, Scott Chandler, if you won that waiver wire bingo, uh, any other tight ends you guys like? Uh, I'd say look at Vance McDonald. Yeah, he's I kind of a deeper a deeper pull, but uh, Vance McDonald's getting a lot of a run uh, right now. So. Yep. And then of course, danger zone play. Tyler Croft. Oh, he of the stick figure. The advanced analytics. Yeah. That you <laughs> live on Wednesday. The hey, Cameron, replay. watch the instant replay. That's key. Man, Cameron Brake from the Bucks. <laughs> yeah. We know he, Jameis, is, he has caught my eye. Yes. Yeah, we know Jameis loves Life's sort of the yes. tight end position. Yep. Uh, the Falcons struggle with middle of the field coverage, pass catching running backs, tight ends because they have uh, Paul Warlow, who might be the worst coverage linebacker in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shots fired at Paul Warlow. Right. But he's a tackling machine. Maybe because he's always chasing. I think yeah, exactly. That's I think not a hot, that is not a hot take. I That's think like, what I think Unga in New York with the Giants might be. We'll talk worse. about them later. Too. <laughs> <laughs> that is. But great. yeah, Cameron Brate's not a bad option too. I do like Cameron Brate. Um, double digit performances in back to back weeks. Uh, James Winston has a strong history at Florida State, anyways, of throwing to his tight end. I like it. I like it a lot. I mean, it's almost to the point where I was going to put Cameron Brait in the danger zone, and I'm like, is he? It's not dangerous enough. Is he dangerous? Is he dangerous? I don't know if he's dangerous. I I feel that confident in the play of Cameron Brait. All right, Andre Ellington, not likely to play. Um, What has he got, a toe? Turf toe. Turf Turf toe. toe. Turf toe, that dreaded ailment. It's like a high ankle sprain. What is it? I don't know, but who cares? He can't play. It hurts. Uh, Arians was talking about – was talking up, really, DJ. He said, DJ's my guy. Mm Uh, he's going to be the lead lead back. David well, he, didn't, he didn't say that. He, he had, did, he did, no, say, he did. did say that now? No, he did. Yeah, he I did. never know what to trust with Bruce Arians. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Bruce Arians also hinting at a little bit of the old Stefan Taylor. If we know anything about Bruce Arians. He's a liar. Yes. Well, well, yes. That, that. But he also loves his, his veterans. His veterans. You know, and there is. I mean, I'm I'm excited about David Johnson this week. I think Super I have, excited. I think I have him ranked 13th among running backs, and that even might be being conservative considering the matchup. The Rams have given up over 200 receiving yards the last three games to running backs, and that's wow. that's David Johnson's biggest strength. I mean, they got thumped by Jeremy Langford through the air. Uh, Johnson's a great pass catcher, so theoretically it's a great matchup for him. That might even be conservative, but we have, do have to acknowledge that there is a very real, very real, like, 15 to 20 touch game for Stephen Taylor in our Ooh. range of outcomes for this Ooh. week. 
It's yeah. a nightmare scenario. <sighs> but I mean, we we've seen what David Johnson can do on very little touches. Yes, yeah. big things. Yeah, that's a good so. point. So hopefully, hopefully his uptick, uh, even if Stefan Taylor does steal some, David Johnson still has a huge ceiling. For if you're playing now. in a fifty-fifty in daily, is da- David Johnson pretty much a must-play? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, considering his value and everything, he's not you know listed with a lot of other starting running backs, so I think you have to. Um, but he's going to be one of the really popular plays of the yeah, week. Yeah, so I mean, I I don't think I don't believe that uh, you know it's not a I, well I don't want to say it's not a great tournament play because I tell you what if you're saving money there you could really blow it out other places. But if you're getting value, James, value, value, <laughs> value. <laughs> but no, in fifty fifty, I I almost feel like gosh, David Johnson, given his valuation, you throw him in the flex, it's like good lord, I, I, w- tremendous tremendous value there. Yeah, with the PPR. Formats. That's what I'm saying, too. Exactly. All right, uh, let's go to KC. The Chiefs, uh, Charkandrick West, uh, Spencer Ware will form a committee, allegedly. According to Doug Peterson. Which I don't buy at all. I don't you buy don't? it. No, I don't really? Buy oh, it. I do. I, I buy it. I do. I was. I don't buy it this is what I was afraid of when Spencer Ware came in against the Chargers and went berserk for his with 90 yards and two, two touchdowns, touchdowns in that yep. game, and then he followed it up with another 100 yards and a touchdown the next week. My fear was when Charkandrick West comes back, it's going to be a committee, and we're all going to curl up in a little ball in the corner and cry and try to figure out what we're going to do next. But I just don't. I just don't see. Uh, looking at the Andy Reid history, um, I don't really see him doing that very often. Uh, he, now he. There are times he forgets about his lead back. <laughs> <laughs> Completely forgets about. It. But uh, when he's got a, when he's got a guy, he sticks with the guy. Typically, I was looking at this before Fantasy Live yesterday, before the news of the committee came out, and like. Uh, aside from the games where somebody got injured, his lead back this year had like 153 carries, and his second back had only had 28, like total, that was through all those games. Okay. However, like, I think were you saying, Harmon, you can't put the genie back in the bottle with these two? Cause, you like, can't put Ware back in the bottle, no, especially. And you, you look at teams in December, uh, good, strong defense teams, when they have that hammer, that finishing running back, they, and that's what Ware is. Yeah, he's I mean, the he's more powerful total, one. He's a total bully. Um and I mean that like in a good way. Uh, you know, they're going to give him the rock to close out games, to salt away leads and everything, because that's the type of style that they play. So I think that he is a legitimate, you know, touchdown vulture threat, uh, late game touch vulture threat, which is, you know, that's not to degrade think, him because he's a really good talent. I think they both have value this week, though, because they, they can be successful if they each only get 12 to 15 carries. I mean, you know, get a, get a couple passes sprinkled in. Yeah, West is a better pass catcher for sure. I so. just don't like I said I just I don't know if I buy it like I even last going back to last year uh we saw Jamal Charles you know get injured briefly uh Niall Davis comes in yeah, has, but Niall Davis isn't good <laughs> that's, that's 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 a the, big difference that's the argument uh yes that Niall da- yeah no I I hear what you're saying but I mean Niall Davis did perform mm-hmm. um Regardless, of, it did happen. <laughs> it did happen. Yes, it did happen. Uh, but no, and you know he quickly hit the sideline once Jamal Charles came back. Obviously, the talent gulf between Nile Davis and Jamal Charles not the same as the talent gulf between Charkandrick West and Spencer Ware. If there isn't, if there even is a difference in talent level there, but I just I don't know. I just going back to the history of Andy Reid. I, I just I just can't trust Spencer Ware is what I'm saying. If yeah. if if Charkandrick West is healthy, that's uh, that's the point. I'm with you too because when they were both healthy, West is the guy. Earlier in the season, you know, mm-hmm. West West was higher on the depth chart. He proved he can handle the bigger workload. Ware only got the opportunity because West went out. So I feel like they go back to West as the main guy. And it depends on the the severity of his hamstring injury, but sure. it's not. It, it is a soft tissue injury. They both it's have not a one hamstring, of those by the way. 
Spencer Ware is dealing with up on the injury report with one this week too. Not bad. He was still like a limited or full participant, but he had a hammy. All right, so we'll keep a close eye on that one. Of course, uh, watch NFL Fantasy Live on Sunday morning uh, with myself and uh, and the guys. We'll we'll give you the latest on uh, on Charcantric West and what to do in Let's that. Plug. Where can they watch it on Sunday mornings? Oh, they time? can watch it on NFL Red Zone Channel starting at if you're on the West Coast, eight thirty in the morning, eleven thirty Eastern uh, on NFL Red Zone, not on NFL Network, NFL Red Zone Channel. There you go, Shadow. I figures. remember watching you guys last year. I never thought I'd be here with you all. <laughs> Aww. Oh, hey, there you go. <laughs> There you go. All right, here we go. <coughs> um, Patriots, uh, Amendola, Danny Amendola returns to practice. Um, are you confident in playing him on Sunday? Nope. No. He no. practiced limited last last week, too, and then he didn't travel with the team and he didn't play. So He's also a slot receiver with, uh, you know, those guys really need lower body explosion, you know, with the right. injury. Yeah. That's pretty concerning. I don't trust, I don't trust playing him at all. I, I see I a lot of people totally co- fine with him. Makes me nervous. I, I yeah. can't do it this week yet. You, you, Not yet. You have to think the Patriots are game planning without him just because he's been out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if they're doing that, then he could just he could be in there and just not get any looks. But I think if he's in there, I mean, I, I like him as a decoy maybe to help open things up for somebody like Brandon LaFell, maybe Scott yeah. Chandler. Right. Ooh. You know, you, you have Danny Amendola, even if he's not 100% running around. And, and the defense at least has to pay attention to him being out there. Right. But okay. do you play him in fantasy? Nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, okay. I do like Brandon LaFell a lot, though, this week. Yes, I do, too. Uh, you know, Football Outsiders has routinely had the Eagles in their bottom three in terms of defending uh, wide receivers, uh, especially number one wide receivers. And by default, that is Brandon LaFell right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talked last week on the Thanksgiving recap pod about how those Eagles co- coverage corners are just really poor. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, and they lost oh, Nolan Carroll for the season, so the depth chart's thinning. It's Yikes. Um, we, we know about angry Tom Brady. Yes. Um. First of all, and I absolutely like we talk about narratives all the time. Like that's the most annoying narrative of all time for me, is oh Tom Brady's angry. He's gonna take it out on the league. You know what? He's gonna take it out on the league because he's good. You know, it's not because it's not because of the whole anger factor. And to me, I think if Bill Be- if Bill Belichick is smart, with all these injuries piling up, Philadelphia can't stop anyone through the air. Yes. They're even worse on the ground. Oh, exactly. yeah. Exactly. They're even worse too. on the ground. And for me, I just think, okay, cold weather situation. They're playing They're playing at home, yes? Yes. Yeah. Uh, they're playing at home. LeGarrette Blunt. This feels like, to me, a LeGarrette Blunt game. Yeah, me too. I, I, I agree. I wrote about this in my player comparison tool article uh, this week. If they're without Danny Amendola, they're game planning – around the run game to attack Philadelphia's weakness, which is run defense. They're just going to give the ball to Blunt all day. See, now I feel like this is where you can see a lot of Brandon Bolden this week, though, because I, I go back to what we saw Theo Riddick do to that Eagle defense on Thanksgiving Day, and he did a lot of it through the air. And, you know, I, I don't know that Brandon Bolden quite has the agility or the quickness that, that Theo Riddick does, but I still think there's an opportunity for him to make some plays sure. uh, catching the football this week. Sure. You know, we uh, we did some next-gen stats, or we saw some tape anyways on Theo Riddick, and uh, I was just blown away by, by his ability uh, to run routes. So crisp, yeah. so sharp. Mm-hmm. Linebackers got no ch- I mean, he was destroying Michael Kendricks. Michael Kendricks yeah. is a it's solid a, it's linebacker. A good linebacker. It's just, yeah. God, he looked terrible <laughs> against the old Riddick. Uh, but no, um, yeah, yeah. You know, to your point, Marcus, though, I think what I like, you talk about uh, Detroit throwing it to Theo Riddick a bit. Um, the, the difference is. LeGarrette Blunt and the Patriots, they can actually <laughs> run the ball in a power formation. True, you right. know what I mean? 
Ah, gosh. I don't know. I'm, I'm a little bit torn what to do, especially in terms of ranking Tom Brady, because I know right. there's that whole the anger narrative, which I get. Um, but is he going to throw it 50 times? I just don't see it, I guess, uh, which to me kind of caps his value. I, I, look, he's going to get his touchdowns because that's just what they do. Yeah, that's just what they do. They throw the ball to get scores. But I do feel like LeGarrette Blunt. if you're wondering about LeGarrette Blunt as a flex player as an RB2, I feel very confident uh, in playing Blunt this week against Philadelphia. I'm with you on that. All right, Nick Full, Sam Bradford, Austin Davis, it, dogs living with cats, utter mayhem. <laughs> this is just ridiculous. <laughs> hey, it's worth a question. It's just a question. Is anybody going to start any of them in a league or in daily? Nope. No. If you play in a 2QB league, I guess you could start Austin Davis. There we go. Baby. Austin. Man, you had to dig let's, deep for that one. Let's just hope he got the memo to throw the ball to Gary Barnage. Mm-hmm. That's really all. That's probably why he started. That's really all we care about. Well, when he came in at the end of that game, he did throw the touchdown to Travis Benjamin. Right. He did. That's true. That's true. That's good. He did. Uh, any concern with Travis Benjamin? Meh. Meh. Um, yes. Just kind of, he's yeah, the same? He's kind of there, you know? Yeah. I think when boomer McCown's bust. not in there, yeah, he's more boomer bust. Yeah. When McCown's in there, he's been getting at least like 10 targets a game. I don't think that happens but as much w- with Davis. When Davis came in last week, he was targeting Brian Hartline a lot. Gross. Yeah, Hartline yeah. bling, baby. No. Oh. Oh. Yeah, we could see like 10 catches from Brian Hartline this week. <laughs> <laughs> like, legitimately. I mean, no, I know true. that sounds gross, but we could – I mean, 10 catches for like 58 yards or something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. God, I really wanted him to score that one touchdown. Why, why couldn't you just score that touchdown? We could have run that Hartline bling clip again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What a drag. What a jerk not to get in the end zone. All right. Uh, let's talk about good and bad matchups uh, for the upcoming week. Uh, I will throw it over to the Wiz Kid from Wisconsin. What do you got for me, pal? Uh, well, I think this is an interesting game to talk about. Harmon and I were talking about it on the couch a little bit last night. And uh, the Bears 49ers game actually offers quite a bit of fantasy potential yeah. because Alshon Jeffrey, I think, is in line for a monster game, assuming he plays. Uh, the 49ers give up over like 9.19 yards per target, which is the highest mark in the league. And we know Alshon Jeffrey gets fed targets. He gets over 11 a game. It's just all slating up for him to have a huge day. And he and Cutler are both are like a decent value stack in DFS too. Well, Cutty I, and Alshon stacks for sure. That that number you talk about with you know the, the targets and, and the yards per game and stuff, uh, you have to factor in the fact that the Niners are, I won't say good at home, but better at home. They are awful on the road, so that bodes very, very well. Yeah, for those, those numbers, that was overall, too. Right. Those numbers yeah. go That's up what I'm saying. when you just so, look at the road split. Just the road split is, is much more different. Uh, the other part is, I think if I read this right, this was the first week Alshon Jeffrey hasn't been listed on the injury reports yes. in, in, about a, in about a month. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Celebrate. Oh, so, there you go. Fully oh, my. Alshon Jeffrey there you is go. greater than injured Alshon Jeff. Yes. Yes. There, there's some strong analysis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but when he's 100%, he's a beast. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So. He's my number one receiver this week. Is he? In our oh. rankings, yeah. All right. I think he's going to thump that 49ers secondary. You mentioned the home road splits. I think their quarterback rating, if my computer was charged like a professional, I could have read that <laughs> accurately. But I'm pretty sure that their uh, quarterback rating allowed on the road is 121 in that neighborhood, and then on at home it's a 86. So that's a pretty big difference. That is quite a, quite a jump. Yes. What do we make of that backfield, by the way? Jeremy Langford, Matt Forte. I think they both can be started. I yeah. think so, too. Flex guys. Flex, for sure. I think I both p- of them are good flexes. I probably prefer Langford just because he's a bigger play threat. Like, if I had to pick – like, because some people have told me, I have both. What do I do? I'm like, I I they guess don't. I would defer to Langford. It's a pretty even split, and he's the bigger play threat. So. But, but, uh, Forte got a lot more carries in the red zone last it's week. It's true. Uh, Langford got the touchdown, but they kept just giving it 
the ball to Forte in the red zone. So, well, you got to wonder too: is uh, is Matt Forte getting healthier? If yes. he's getting healthier, does that split now become seventy thirty? Matt Forte, you, you know what I mean? Uh, right. Where does that split go? I guess if if it's fifty fifty, you feel great about playing both. If it's not fifty fifty, uh, what do you do? I, I think it is going to be fifty. I think it's going to be play it, both. It was it was about fifty fifty last week. It was pretty even. But he was coming. But Matt Forte was coming back from that knee injury. True. Yes. Uh, they're not going to stop and, giving the ball to Langford after how he produced, though. Yeah, even if and they've said that. They did say he would be the starter by name only, or yeah. Ian Rappaport said that. The only problem is that John Fox is also a liar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's a liar. But he didn't even like try to hide the fact that he's a liar either. <laughs> <laughs> even if the snap count carries lean more in Forte's favor, All right. they're not going to not give Langford opportunities. He, he'll still be a flex play. He's so. earned them. I love yeah. Jeremy Langford so yeah. much that I've been trying to talk myself into it that, like, even if Matt Forte gets uh, uh, the the bulk of the carries early, they're going to, in my mind, I'm like, oh, they're going to blow him out, right? So then they're going to rest Forte in the second half, and then it'll be Langford in the second half. I don't know if that's going to be true. This is what fantasy <laughs> does to you, man. I know, you're like <laughs> a madman writing on a cave wall. <laughs> so, okay, so there you go. We're all, I guess, Relatively big on Jeremy Langford, so there you go. Uh, we, you know, Sean Drone hasn't gotten enough burn, I don't believe. I feel like he's the Colonel Sanders' secret sleeper like, of the yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's been a slow burn for Sean Drone. Okay, yeah. You know, it's it's starting. I mean, you know, a few weeks ago when they signed him, we all kind of, like, chuckled. Like, right. Eh, whatever, you know, and then we started to watch <laughs> this team and watch this offense, and I think it's kind of slowly been building. I mean, the guy's gotten 20 touches in back-to-back games. All uh, three games that he's – All three games. Yeah, yeah you know, he uh, – I was looking in those three games. He's played 85% of the running back snaps in San Francisco. So he's pretty much the only guy getting on the field right now. Uh, since Blaine Gabbert took over, you, you pointed this out, Harmon, that uh, Sean Drone is the most targeted player in the offense. Uh, mind you, Al, uh, Anquan Bolden missed the game during that time. But still, 21 targets in three games. They are using this guy a lot. Yes. You, a mentioned lot. The, you mentioned the snap count. He played 100% of the snaps last week. He's the only running wow. back to do that this yeah. season. That's 100%? Every single play. <laughs> Not like 100% of the running back snaps, 100% of the team snaps. That is That's insane. crazy. Only, only player, only running back to do that this year. That is insane. All right, so uh, Sean Drone, if he's available on the waiver wire, he's at least worth a bench ad. He's uh, worth a start. I mean, yeah. the Bears aren't a good defense. I mean, at least flex him. Yeah. At Especially in, P- in PPR leagues, like you mentioned the target thing. Yeah. Yep. Good daily play? Yes. Yes? For sure. I'm into For it. sure. I'm into I, well, it. Well, you know me, man. I'm into this sort of stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there you go. All right. Uh, let's talk about the Jets offense. Uh, Matt Harmon, who do you like there? And, uh, well, I know who you like. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I really – I love – Eric Decker this week. I mean, by the way, will be on uh, Friday's <laughs> NFL Fantasy Live. Is he really? He will Tune, be in. On. Nice. Tune in. Why can't we have Matt Harmon interviewing the guy? Uh, because there would be too much love and not enough information. A <laughs> You're wearing a headband and you haven't showered. That would, oh my gosh, that would be the best. Now that would be something. You guys, <laughs> that would be the best. You guys television. are all wearing suits. That I would, come in there with the sweatshirt. That'd be headband. great. That you would be good. Find, that might be gritty. That would be gritty. That would be gritty. Oh my gosh. But in all seriousness. Eric Decker this week, other than the fact that he is uh, the greatest wide receiver to ever play. No. After Allen <laughs> Robinson, mind you, you're right. But actually, this is a really great matchup for him because we mentioned that – you mentioned at Gelhar earlier that the Giants linebackers stink in coverage, which is why they're one of the worst teams at defending the tight end. Now, the Jets don't have a tight end. Cumbie. 
I mean, they have theoretically they have one on the. <laughs> they have chart. they have a man that plays the position. Right, yeah. but they don't and throw to them. This no. offense funnels through Brandon Marshall and Eric Decker, and Decker runs most of his routes out of the slot in the red zone. Especially, they run that little like it's literally like it's just for him. Yeah, it's just so special. <laughs> just he runs that little slant, and then they block off the defenders. That's a very tight end esque play. He does a lot of those same things that the tight end position does. So I think he is a candidate to thump the Giants this week. He has 80 yards or a touchdown in all of his starts uh, this year, and I think he's going to get over 100 yards and at least one touchdown. Yeah, the, the Giants secondary in general also allows, like the, I think, the most or the second most yards to uh, receivers and the most passing yards per game. So, like, Fitzpat- the Fitzpatrick Decker, Fitzpatrick Marshall stack is good. Uh, I like Fitzpatrick. I have him as a top 10 QB this week, too. Do you? I dig it. I like it. All right. How about Chris Ivory? Solid? Yeah. Fire him up. <laughs> Fire him up. Yep. We're not worried about Billy Powell. Billy Powell. Billy Powell. Uh, <laughs> okay, not at all. Okay, I guess that one didn't run over the fantasy fortress too well. <laughs> all right, I try. I mean, I try. Adam, Adam Rank is the king of those silly nicknames that he likes throwing out. Oh yeah, yeah. We take a lot of liberties with other people's names. Here. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, and their and their origins as well. Uh, yes, West Virginia's finest chiming in on the uh, podcast. My today. God, let's uh, Colt Steelers. Yes, Colt Steelers. Fireworks in this game. I like it. I think it's going to be a super high scoring game. Yep. I mean, especially because you know the league's greatest quarterback, Matt Hasselbeck, who can't be beaten. <laughs> Is, uh, is he's undefeated, man. He, he can't be beaten. He will be starting uh, against that that Steelers secondary that gave up five touchdown passes to Russell Wilson. I mean, who's to say that Matt Hasselbeck can't go for six or seven? All, right. <laughs> I mean, all he does is win. All he That's does is some win. good logic. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> uh, the one player I think I don't start, Frank Gore. Yeah. Pittsburgh's run defense is outstanding. Frank Gore is still banged up. That Colts offensive line does not excel at run blocking right now. I mean, there's talk of Boom Heron getting some work. Well, he, he should because Ahmad Bradshaw's on IR now, and they brought Zerlon Tipton back up, but they're not going to start feeding him carries. Yeah. Oh, Boom. I guarantee we're going to see him on Monday at THNO. Zerlon Tipton. Better Star Wars <sighs> name, Zerlon Tipton or Orleans Darkwa? <laughs> Orleans Darkwa. 100%. <laughs> I could see Orleans Darkwa, you know, with a with like a like a like a lightsaber that's got – Three prongs out of it. <laughs> I don't know how he does it, but he's got three prongs on this lightsaber. He's got like a lightsaber pitchfork. Let's be honest. That's what he fights with. A there trident. I mean, <laughs> there it is. Alex Gelhart is on to something here. He's watched many Star Wars. I may have uh, read the this, this script for Star Wars Episode Eight. You just may have. No. He may have. He may have contributed. They don't let that stuff I'd out. I believe it. They would have killed me if, <laughs> if I read it. <laughs> I believe it. Uh, but, uh, you know, in, in terms of the Colts offense, uh, who do you like? Are you guys concerned about T.Y. Hilton at all? Uh, do you like Dante Moncrief more or less in this matchup? I prefer I, Moncrief, personally. I think I'm actually slightly leaning toward Hilton in this one. Yeah. That was good clarity, fellas. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, wide receiver whisperer? Be the deciding vote. Um, I don't have a really good read on this situation either. I think that... I probably prefer Moncrief, but I was listening to another podcast last night, the Rummy and Ray podcast, while I was at the gym, uh, listen to podcasts, cranking weights, you know. <laughs> um, and they were making a good point about in DFS, like, you should probably build some lineups around this game. And one good thing that you can do is because both of these two teams have these two stud receivers, yeah. they just funnel the targets through those guys, you can make sort of, you know, mix and match. Like, you should have – uh, and and Antonio Brown, Ben Ro- uh, Ben Roethlisberger stack, and then you could have a Ben and Martavis, and then each, each one you just flip those Colts receivers because in these high-scoring games it's good to have uh, – there's a lot of correlation between the two passing games and shootouts. So right. that's probably – I would just – We, we in- saw it last week with the Steelers and Seahawks. Exactly. That game started getting out of control. I mean, granted, 
for some reason, Marcus Wheaton was the one that <laughs> was driving the <laughs> Pittsburgh pass attack. That was the worst thing that's happened. Oh, my gosh. That was Not great. for franchise. I mean, well, granted, you guys lost, but had they won, he would have loved it. Even even the Steelers game. came out this week and were like, or Tomlin, I, I can't remember the exact quote, but he said something like, yeah, I wouldn't count on that happening again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, even he said that about his own player. That is fabulous. I can't believe it. Um, oh, a stack that I'm working with in one lineup, Cam Newton, Greg Olson. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All day. Against the Saints. I know that's going to be a very popular yes. uh, stack this week, and I get it. Uh, but, you know, again, in those 50-50 leagues, why not? Um, but, yeah, the, the Carolina Panthers taking on the Saints. Uh, what don't you like uh, in that matchup? The Saints. Saints. Saints <laughs> All Saints? How are the Saints going to – Brandon Cooks? See, I don't oh. think – I wouldn't play no. Cooks because of Josh Norman. Cooks is him. done. If Snead was playing and he's out, I'm pretty sure – I would have thought he would have been a really good matchup because they're weakest in the slot. Especially, I think Charles Toma is going to play, but if he didn't, it moves all their corners around. Yeah. And especially Colin Jenga, Jones or Jenga thing or Dominoes. Yeah. Cortland Finnegan, they just signed him. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, so if Willie Snead was playing, I would have liked him. I do think that Ben Watson's an interesting play because they're going to move the football through the air somehow. I think that that's probably the most logical place that it goes, unless it's like Marcus Colster or something. But I do like Ingram in the in the yeah. game for the Saints. I was going to say, that. I'm still going to start Ingram. I'm not going to have as high of hopes, but yeah. you can't start a guy that gets that much volume. You know, I was flip, uh, staying in the NFC South. That other game, I kind of have a fear that it's going to be low scoring. The Bucks falcons game? Uh, I, could, I could see that. With two I kind of like, too. both, I really could both see defenses that. are playing relatively well. Um, the, the Falcons with Desmond Trufant and their cornerbacks can probably shut down, drop heavy Mike Evans and stuff. I don't know. What do you guys think? Uh, I, I do worry about that. I mean, here's the thing. You talk about Desmond Trufant and those corners there. How much better would they be if they had any kind of a pass rush? I mean, there's just there's just not much there. But somehow they still find a way to, to, to succeed back there. But I do worry that they lock down on Mike Evans. I know Jameis Winston's been better with the football in the last you know, month or six weeks or He's so. He's been great. Um, yeah. But I do think this is a week. I, I don't think he, you know, has a, a meltdown. I don't think he, you know, poops the bed or anything. But I, I do think, <laughs> you know, there could be a pick or two coming this week. Oh, gosh. I like uh, Doug Martin. Adrian yeah. Peterson yes. just tore the Duggar knots apart last week. So the int- I, I'll tell you what. If you play in DFS, I think it's worth throwing out a Matt Ryan lineup. I know that sounds wow. – Whoa, 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 whoa. I know that sounds gross based on what he's done. Very contrarian. Well, first of all, this is coming from you? Who are you? I know. I don't even – The guy that got into Twitter fights oh, with what? Falcons fans. <laughs> <so>. Yo, <laughs> roasted Falcons fans. You did. Boom. Uh, anyways, but, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I think Matt – I don't think Matt Ryan is a great quarterback. But I also don't think he forgot how to play quarterback. I think at some point he's going to have a rebound game. Nobody's going to touch Matt Ryan in DFS right. because of that. And when it's a really good opportunity, I think, for a contrarian play on a guy that has a good pedigree, he has Julio Jones. And say, do you stack him with Jones? Oh, yeah, for sure. Jones has thumped the – I keep saying thumped today, but he's roasted the Buccaneers historically. So I think that – those two are going to have a big day. That is interesting. Yeah. And I think the Bucks. I mean, he, I, I've got Julio Jones in my DFS line all over the place, but uh, and I know his valuation is just out of control, but against the Bucks, man, the Bucks uh, have struggled this year defensively. Uh, the Falcons don't know what to do other than, you know. Uh, Hand it to, to Freeman. And Freeman and, and, yeah. and throw it to Julio Jones. That's it. Yeah, I, I could see that side that side get, having a better day, um, especially because that Bucks secondary just kind of got taken to task by Matt Hasselback and company. Right. But they've had kind of up and down peaks and valley games with that defense. Very yeah, much. I, I don't know. I have a tough I have a tough read on this game. I like the Bucks D as a streaming option just because Matt Ryan Ooh, can't stop throwing yeah. picks. Okay. And 
Yeah, that's yeah, tasty. In a season-long league, I wouldn't touch Matt Ryan. There are guys like Cutler, and I would rather play Osweiler than Matt Ryan in a season-long league. But I just, think, I just think it's a good contrarian play no. for DFS. Okay, I like it. And, uh, and you're going to be throwing those into a bunch of tournament plays, I would imagine. Correct. I will write about him today in the uh, roundup. That's roundup. There we go. Ooh, there you go. All right. Uh, San Diego's offense, uh, I see on here. I scared. <laughs> <laughs> Real scared. I don't, right. I don't think I'm starting any part of that offense against yeah. Denver. Yeah. Stevie Johnson on my bench. I've, I've had the, would probably be the only one. I've, yeah. shed, I've shed a couple tears for Danny Woodhead in the last week or so. Oh, yeah, that's dude, what happened a, there. They it's just, over. They're trying to make Melvin Gordon a thing. They really Stop. are. They are, Stop they are force feeding <laughs> Melvin Gordon. But they kind of have to. I mean, they got to know what they have in the guy going into next year. No, it's true. It's, I mean, this, they're not going to make the playoffs or anything, so they're going to feed Melvin Gordon to know and assess for next season and see what they got. They know what Danny Woodhead is. They know his heart. They know his grit. This room, <laughs> this, room <laughs> this side of the glass got real somber. I don't, you're over there, I can Alex, tell. but I, I, you can feel I it. I can see it. <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of heads hanging when we were talking about Danny Woodhead. Not here. I, I, don't, I, mean, I don't understand the love affair for Danny he, Woodhead. He was like What's a top five I, I'm like, I'm, I feel like I'm the – I feel like – you're the fantasy Grinch right now. Why no, I'm not. I, I just, <laughs> you're wearing green? I just, yeah, you're wearing green? I am wearing green. What? what does that have to do with Danny well, Woodhead? Guess what? Next year, you're going to draft Danny Woodhead, and he's going to lead you to a championship, and then your heart is going to grow understand. three sizes. You'll, under, you'll, you'll understand. understand. But I won't if I'm playing a league with you guys. Why don't you join all the who's down here in Whoville? <laughs> We're sad. I don't understand. <laughs> he's, a, he's just another player. Someone's he is all, just all another present. player. Oh he's my just God. another player. What? Why? Did you why? just call Danny Woodhead a jag? Are you serious? I don't, uh, no, I don't get it. You're a jag. You're a jag. I didn't say he's just another guy. He's a good player. Okay. That's fine. That's well, got a different acronym we don't need to yell. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, I just thought about that, too. That's really funny. I don't um, get it. What? Okay. All right. Anyways, why don't we move on? Makes no sense. Oh, I like Brock Osweiler and Emmanuel Sanders would be another one of the stacks. That's a good, that's good one, too. 100%. Uh, oh, the Bronco run game. Yes. Oh, Against oh, San Diego? Absolutely. CJ CJ's back, Anderson. baby. All day. I will take Let's that. Go. I will take that. They for can't sure. take they it, haters. Uh, miracles on Fantasy Street. Yes. Um, basically, uh, it's a playoff of yesterday's game because, holy cow, what did we see yesterday? Do you believe in miracles? Do you believe? And let's be real. Given all the injuries and the star players that have struggled and stuff, right. a lot of fantasy teams heading into the playoffs could use a miracle. I agree. So who's got one for us, guys? What miracle are you hoping for? I mean, Give tis, me a tis, long tis, shot tis, play tis the season. that you're hoping. I got one. Give All me right, one franchise. Go. My boy, Kamar Aiken, <laughs> yeah, is going to be a top ten wide receiver for the rest of the season. Okay, there it is. Wow, there it is. That would Boom. Be why. Here's why. A... Starting this week. Here's why. Okay. The last three weeks with Steve Smith out, Kamar yes. Aiken has played on eighty-eight percent of the Falcons, uh, Ravens offensive snaps, which helps. Which helps. You got. He's be out, out there. there. He's their guy. This week they travel to Miami. Okay. Kamar Aiken is from South Florida. It's a homecoming game. Oh, my God. Oh, narrative. Yes. Narrative. 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 Yes. Last year, when the Ravens went to Miami, Kamar Aiken, week 14, had a breakout game. Oh, my God. First week of December. He the had, homecoming game. He had homecoming game, six catches, 65 yards, and yes. a touchdown. I uh, like it. There's only, like, 40 people in the stands. 20 of them will be Kamar Aiken. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, in the last three games without Steve Smith, he's accounted for 49% of Baltimore's uh, wide receiver receiving yards. Dude, I love it. He's the guy. Matt Schaub also said this week that he likes him. Um, he's. This is a quote from Matt Franchise Schaub. Franchise coming through with Matt Schaub like we quotes. Just, we just shut down this topic right Boom. now. Boom. He yeah. He's shown the it. ability to have strong hands and go in and attack the football, not wait on the football. You've got to love that as a quarterback. Matt 
Schaub. If Aiken's quotes. quarterback is saying that about him, you know he's going to be all right. Him all day. Also, for the record, over the last four weeks, I was just looking. Kamar Aiken is a top 25 wide receiver, and he's only played in three games. Hello. There you go. Oh. Let's go. Here we go. Kamar Aiken, top Aiken. 10 fantasy wideout wrestling put it on, season. Put it on the board. That's I like love it. it. I like okay, it. Okay, I like this it. This was your best work. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, you got narratives. You got quotes wow. from Matt Schaub. That was professional. That was beautiful. That was professional. There it is. Sorry, everybody else that has to follow up franchises miracle. I'm not know, right? And the thing is, too, he just jumped on that quick. I might be tapping. I had it. I had it ready. He was he was ready to rock and roll. Man. He wasn't waiting that was on that one. Beauty. I like that one. All right. What do you got for me, Alex Gilhart? Uh Mine, the rest of the season, is that Chris Ivory's hamstring is going to heal. <laughs> and it's going to be loose. <laughs> and he is going to get loose on defenses the rest of the way and not frustrate his fantasy owners. And the miracle will be he will get double-digit fantasy points the rest of the way. Beautiful. I would love. Him. Or he's gonna get he's gonna get an early Christmas present. It's gonna be a new hamstring. And he'll be fine <laughs> the rest of the way. Here you go. Uh, all right, Matt Harmon, what's up? I'm gonna go the franchise route and, de- and default to one of my guys too. All right, Eric uh, Decker. No, will be the best receiver in the game. <laughs> Moving to, forward, he goes to the he gets inducted into the Hall of Fame early. Okay, <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so we've all been really excited to see this, uh, you know, kind of a rebound campaign from Larry Fitzgerald. Right. Oh yeah. He's going to slow down towards the end of the season. Not fall off a cliff, but he's older. You know, I mean, it's going to happen. And John Brown becomes a top 10 fantasy wide receiver. John We already know he's good. I'm down with that. We already know he's good. Speaking of needing new hamstrings. Yeah, but he's healthy now. Um, Allegedly. Well, he looked he looked healthy last week. Had 99 yards against the San Francisco defense, and they were playing at home. Okay. Um, He's got the deep speed back. He had that 40-plus yard catch. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I love John Brown. I mean, I love Allen Robinson. I love Eric Decker. I love Martavis Bryant, and I love John Brown. Those four are like my boys. Um, <laughs> and Steve Smith. Those are like my five boys. And Jordy Nelson. Yeah, okay, we're not talking about you right now. Um, <laughs> but John Brown is, I think, T.Y. Hilton, but a little bit better. Um, and that I've already fought Twitter on that hot take, uh, so we can go back to August on that one. <laughs> but I, I think that Brown is in a position to have that sort of special playoff run campaign like we saw from Larry Fitzgerald a few years ago. Maybe not to the same, like, legendary degree, but I think he's going to play a huge role down the stretch, and that's my fantasy miracle. Dude, I like it. MG, what's up? Well, you know, because running backs have been so scarce, especially in the latter part of the season, it would be great to see a guy that uh, a lot of people gave up on really start to rebound. And what I really hope, what the miracle I really want to happen is that Gary Kubiak, stop being intimidated by Akbar Bajabiamila and his love for San Diego State and realize that the best running back he has on his roster, the pride of Jesse M. Bethel High School in Vallejo, <laughs> California, one Cortell Javon C.J. Anderson. Oh, my gosh, you looked up his Cortel full name. Cortell Javon. Get the majority of the carries the rest of the way. No, not majority. All of them. All of them. That's the fantasy miracle. Behind Brock Osweiler in the offense that you, Gary Kubiak, curated, loved, nurtured, and brought to the Mile High City. Wow. Let your dream be realized Let fully. Let your dream be realized. Let <laughs> C.J. Anderson run free. Cortell? Javon. Cortel. I'm writing this down. Cortell? Javon. Yes. C.J. Anderson. It's yes. a miracle. <laughs> this is a- great. Amen. <laughs> oh my Amen gosh. to that one. The fact that you know that is amazing. 
That is good. Cortell. There it is. What kind of name is that? That's amazing. It's a, hot name. It's a miracle name. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like that one a lot. I hope to see that come true. Um, I'd love to see all my Cal Bears do well, so there you go. Uh, Cortell Javon. Look at that. Uh, <clears throat> I, I will go. One. I need one. I need one bad. I need Dante Moncrief to go back-to-back 200-yard games. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I need back-to-back 200-yard performances. Will that get me? I, well, first of all, that would put me back on track. Put you back on track. That would put me back on track. <laughs> so thir- I got weeks 13, 14, 15, okay. and 16. And 16. You have four weeks. So I got four, four weeks. Games. He's at 584 yards. Right. So, so I back-to-back need- 200-yard games oh. pretty much gets you there. Oh, my gosh. That's pretty right. Much, pretty much gets you there. Wait, wait so what's he at? 584. 584. Okay, so he needs what? Uh, math skills not great. Uh, five hundred and <laughs> he's five hundred sixteen. Five sixteen. Four sixteen. No, five sixteen. March to eleven hundred. Oh, eleven hundred. I'm sorry. Five sixteen. Yes. Five sixteen over four games. Somebody do the math real quick. What is that? One hundred and twenty nine per game. Yeah, okay. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> All right, that's a miracle, James. That's it. That's what I need. I need Dante Moncrief to get to eleven hundred yards. By the end of week 16. I feel like every week we've been like, okay, so what does he need now for the rest of the season? No, actually, we stopped, no, we stopped doing that after week eight because uh. it was just like, oh, okay. He got killed by those back-to-back games with Denver and Carolina. He had like yeah. a 30-yard game and then like, yeah, like a nine-yard a game. nine-yard game mixed in. But hey, as <laughs> we saw so last good. night on Thursday Night Football. Miracles do happen. All right, guys. Happen. Can we get a Marcus Wheaton-type 200-yard performance from Dante Moncrief? That was, no, I mean, he's – don't don't degrade Dante Moncrief. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. I yes. want to uh, – let's do a quick mailbag question. I'm going to play one of these NFL primetime songs. I'm going right. to throw questions at okay. you guys. When okay. the song is done, we will be done. And okay. no analysis, just you guys give me your just answers. answers. Just okay. All right, hips, ready. Fellas. And we're going to go around the horn. We'll start with Marcus. Okay. We'll go around the horn. One sec. I'm just going to adjust the volume so I don't blow out our listeners here. Okay. All right. Hit me. Here we go. Yeah. Marcus. Yeah. yeah. Demarius Thomas or Martavis Bryant, PPR. Martavis. All right. Harmon. Uh, let's see. Breeze or uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick? Fitz, baby. All right. Kamar Aiken or Des Bryant franchise? Uh, Kamar Aiken. Yeah! There we go. James, Des Bryant or Jeremy Macklin? Jeremy Macklin all day. Woo. All right. Marcus, Mark Ingram or Darren McFadden? Run DMC, baby. Yeah! Excellent. I'm going to turn this down a little bit more. Let's see. Stefan Diggs, David Johnson, or Devontae Parker is a flex, Harmon? David Johnson, easy. There we go. Easy. All right. James, Scott Chandler or Jordan Reed? Oh, Scott Chandler all day. I, another Kamar Aiken one for France. Yes! <laughs> Crabtree or Kamar Aiken? Uh, I got to go Crabtree. Ah, there we go. All right. Uh, Marcus. What? Marvin Jones. Or, right now. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Marvin Jones or Dontrell Inman? That would be. Oh, gross. <laughs> Marvin Jones. All right. Harmon, Tyrod Taylor or Brian Hoyer? Tyrod. <laughs> James. Flex, Des Bryant, Brandon LaFell or Jeremy Hill? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy Hill. All right. Uh, franchise, Gurley or C.J. Anderson? This week, I got to go C.J. All right. There wow! we go. Wow. Pride, pride of Jesse Bethel High. Marcus. Portel. Marcus, Brandon LaFell or Travis Kelsey, PPR? I'm going to say Kelsey. All right. Uh, Harmon, I'm going to give you a non-quarterback one because those keep coming up. All right. Evans, Macklin, or D. Thomas, which two do you use? I think I would sit Thomas. All right. Frisky. Ooh. All right, let's see. James, Rawls 
Todd Gurley Rawls. or Lamar Miller? Oh, Rawls. Wow. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right, franchise. Well, this is the last one. DeMarco Murray or LeGarrette Blunt at the flex? Uh, Blunt. There we go. All right, the song's just about done. We'll fade that out. That just that reminds me. It just takes me back to my childhood and like Sunday afternoons playing football in the streets with my friends and then like running inside to check out the NFL. I loved it. <laughs> I, I loved, loved it. it. I, loved I would sit Love, down uh, and watch Berman, you know, rip through all his weird sound effects for an yeah. hour every Sunday, and it was the greatest. All right, yeah, let's dap and get out of here. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the day. <clears throat> My favorite part of the show, Daily Daps, because uh, I get so many interesting nuggets from you guys. Stuff that I would never check out on my own, but uh, stuff that you guys recommend, and um, it, it's always good and solid. I love this stuff. And we've got two, yeah, I don't want to say new, but, you know, newish, newish looks on Daily Daps as well. But we will start with the WizKid from Wisconsin. What's up, Daily Daps? Uh, I don't think I daily dapped this last Friday. Okay. Um, but I could, Harmon and I saw the movie Creed. Uh, yeah, we saw it after Friday. Duh. Um, but Creed, we saw Creed last week for my birthday, and uh, it's phenomenal. So if you get a chance, definitely go out check out Creed. Uh, one of my one of my favorite movies of the year, and I think one of the best of the year too. Every wow. every part of it was fantastic. Really? Yeah. Even for like by as a movie by itself, and for the nostalgia play for the Rocky franchise. Okay. Creed, awesome. Solid. Michael B. Jordan, solid actor. Very good actor. Yeah, man. And Harmon's going to try his workout routine this offseason. Yeah, I'm going to so. get on the diet. When Woo! I'm, yeah. Okay. It's going to be good. I'm going to come Vince. in here looking just shredded. 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 I'll be like. People are going to be asking about performance-enhancing drugs. Everybody's going to be whispers. Oh. There's going to be a lot of whispers out there. Like, I'm going to get myself a regular on the pod because I'm going to be like, you guys are going to let me on the pod. James like, well, I don't know. We have everybody here today. I'm like, no, you're going to let me on the pod. <laughs> First of all, why do you make it sound like I'm the cop here? They're like. <laughs> I, I, I don't, don't know. I'm not a gatekeeper. <laughs> I don't know. You were closest. <laughs> I, I want everyone on the pod. What the hell? All right. Uh, Marcus Grant, what's up? Uh, I am daily dapping my favorite unofficial holiday of the year, which comes tomorrow. What is that? Tomorrow, Saturday, is December 5th, which will be repeal day. It is the 82nd anniversary Ooh. of the ratification of the 21st Amendment, which repealed the 18th Amendment. In short form, we can drink liquor and not worry about it. Yeah! Uh, for years in this country, we made the awful, awful mistake of banning the sale of alcohol. And while it did get us a whole lot of great mafia movies and even some <laughs> middling ones. <laughs> it did get some good mafia movies. By uh, Shia LaBeouf. True. You know, we can overlook that one. But, uh, you know what? You know, it's been, it has been, I think, uh, fair to say, a rough year at times here in America. It has not uh, always been an easy go of it in 2015. And, uh... Sometimes you come home and you just need a drink. Yeah, man. So uh, on December 5th, everybody get together. Whether or not you drink, I know a lot of people out there abstain, and that is your choice. But I think on December 5th, it is the day uh, that just because you have your right as an American to have a drink, uh, you pour yourself something. And it falls on a Saturday? It falls on a Saturday, too. What? So if you if you aren't the kind who normally abstains, you can go out and drink your face off. There you go. Responsibly, of course. Of course. But, uh, Use that Uber. Uber. Repeat, I, I, here's the other part of this. We celebrate uh, St. Patrick's Day, which isn't really American. No. We celebrate Cinco de Mayo, which is not American. This is a drinking holiday that is uniquely American, and I feel like it is certainly underappreciated and we need underrecognized. A, but but here's, the, here's the marketing problem. We need a name for it. Repeal Day is not good repeal enough? Repeal Day is a great day. Good. Repeal Day is good? Repeal yeah. Day is good. Okay, Repeal Day is good. I like Repeal Day. You know what? Repeal Day is good. So there it is. So go celebrate right, cool. Repeal Day at some point on Saturday. All right. Speed through these here. What Get else we got? Harman. What's up? 
Yeah, uh, in my whole uh, theme today of the headband and the mountain uh, sweatshirt. West um, Virginia. Not West Virginia. jars. Handlebar yeah. mustaches. Keep going. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give a dap to one of my favorite poets. Again, one of the more different sides of me that I don't convey often in the fantasy football world is I'm a big fan of poetry and literature in All general. Right. Uh, Walt Whitman, one of my favorite poets. Oh, nice. Absolutely. Um, when I Absolutely. Heard the Learned Astronomer is my favorite poem by him. Uh, it's a really cool uh, – I was reading it the other night again uh, for the first time in a while. It's a good, like, kind of um, – you know, he talks about how listening to listening to like the sky and you know, in a classroom setting wasn't really how he truly experienced knowledge or, or or gained anything of value. But then when he goes out into the world, you know, into the wilderness or sure. experience things in a, in a in a more unique and real fashion, uh, that was where he truly became educated. And I think that's a very important lesson for all of us. Nice. You are truly the fantasy hipster. <laughs> I know. I'm terrible. I love it. <laughs> I absolutely love That's it. fantastic. Uh, Daily Depths, i got a few of them. Uh, I saw the Civil War trailer. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah, Captain America Civil oh, War. Oh, my gosh. Civil War looked amazing. Uh, I will, We talked about Chris Berman. I'll give a Daily Depth to Chris Berman. Chris Berman is actually the reason why I l- got into this business. Nice. Uh, I wanted to be like him, and uh, he inspired me to, to try to get into this business. Did you so. practice sound effects as a kid? <laughs> of course I did. Of course I did. Um and so, yeah, it, it, well, first of all, you guys know my love of, uh, of giving nicknames as well. That's a, that's a Chris Berman specialty, so it's, my, true. it's an homage to the old uh, Chris Berman there. Uh, and my final daily dap will go to the uh, – the, I, I know I've done this before, but, you know, uh, the hardworking folks of local news. I used to work in local news. It is, it is at times a meat factory, and it's tough. Um, but you know what? And I know they get derided 99% of the time. I get it. But when stuff like the Riverside tragedy happens, um, these guys are putting their boots to the ground. They're giving you the info you need. Um, you know, it, it's interesting, too. You go to the cable networks, Fox News, CNN, you know, NBC or whatever it is. I tell you what, uh, they don't cut to their network guys. They cut to their local news affiliates. Mm-hmm. And they, those guys are the guys getting you that info. Um and they do a very hard work. And, you know, I'll tell you this, being in the local news biz, having covered mass shootings before, it wears on you mentally, physically, emotionally. And these guys have to put it all aside to do a 90-second news hit. And for those guys, I give daily daps. It's a very hard business, uh, and they're doing a great job. And, and I know that we don't give them enough respect 99% of the time when they're covering dog show stories. But when they do this kind of stuff, man, you realize how much you need and yeah, should respect absolutely. the news aspect. All right, so there you go. So those All are right. your daily. Wait, and we got franchise, too. Oh, did I not? I felt like I felt like we got the whole Kamar Aiken thing. And <laughs> <laughs> Still here, guys. All right. All right, All right I got a, th- a couple of quick ones. First of all, uh, Scott Wheeland. Uh, lead singer of Stone Temple Pilots. R.I.P. Man. Revolver, revolver, rest in peace. Um, influential guy in music. Uh, sad note there. My music pick of the week is called The Work EP by Marcus Marr and Chet Faker, which came out today. It's on Spotify. Check that out. And my last app is going to go to my buddy in my league of record. Okay. His name's Jason Barnett. This week he picked up yes. the wrong <laughs> David Johnson. <laughs> he picked up David Johnson tight end on San Diego. Yes. And I roasted him really hard in our league email chat. And oh I just want to give daps to him for being a good sport. It was, uh, yeah, he forwarded us the email. It was hilarious. It was, it was awesome. Definitely oh go gosh. to Franchise's Twitter feed, at Matt Franchise, and, and check out the uh, the public humiliation he put <laughs> the poor guy so, But daps to Jay for being a good sport. He'll probably be in the playoffs. So. That is amazing. Yeah, that's he fantastic. He picked up the wrong David 
Quinta Johnson. Yep. Hell yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, that's a that's a danger zone. That's yeah. danger zone right there. He used his waiver priority claim to do it, and he dropped Orleans Darkwa, which you know. Uh, why whatever. did he even own him in the first? Place? <laughs> that's all right. Amazing. <laughs> On that's that cool. note. All right, a great podcast here. Absolutely. You've been listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast for the franchise for Matt Harmon, MG Marcus Grant, the Whiz Kid from Wisconsin. I'm James Cole. We're out. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.